Hey guys, I'm David, and welcome to Cucumber Talks. Each week, I sit down with my friends Bryce and Marshall to chat about what's going on in our lives. Our goal is to have honest, vulnerable, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations about our struggles and successes. In this week's chat, I talk about the differences between an internal and external locus of control. Bryce explores the meaning of life, and Marshall talks about his email setup. I hope you enjoy. Alrighty, I'm starting us off. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the locus of control. And this is something I, I mean, I think we're all aware of it in a one way or another, but I didn't really know there was a, such a term coined. So there's internal and there's external. And I'll just give a brief uh, definition just in case you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, a, it's a new word to me. <laughs> so a locus of control is a belief about whether the outcomes of our actions are contingent on what we do, uh, internal control, or on events outside of our personal control, which are external control. Um, so basically, you know, do you believe in fate? That's, you know, that's, uh, I guess, would be more external. Uh, do you think that luck has a lot to do with how successful you are? Also external. Maybe something internal would be, you know, are you the one that's kind of manning the, the engine of performance? in your in your life you know is is the success that you have directly correlated to you know what you're doing every single day i guess <clears throat> and i don't know i i there was like action there was a test around this but i don't really want to like talk a whole lot into like the details and stuff it basically said that i was internal and I mean, obviously, I think that's what I want to be, perhaps even more so, because I was reading a bit about, you know, the different sides and what what each side represents. And honestly, I, I mean, there may be a point for, for uh, some kind of important side to be external, but I... I mean, maybe you guys can think of something. I can't think of anything for the for the external side of things. Like why that would be good. Yeah. Yes. Like it all just seems negative. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think of, you know, if you blame outside forces for your circumstances, I mean, almost seems undoubtedly a negative thing like you don't want to go around you know blaming other people or you know for for your failures now I don't know maybe maybe I think this way because I'm you know a, a privileged white male or <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm sure I have a lot of advantages to being a male and white maybe I don't know but 
Yeah, I, I think typically it it sounds it just sounds kind of a like a negative thing to you know be like oh I just got lucky like all the time you know I I'm sure there are things that attribute luck like um, I don't know I mean I've talked about this before but even like finding a job I know that I you know, after the the virus last year, there's obviously work that goes into it, but I think I would be lying if I said that I did believe in a tiny bit of luck or maybe a tiny bit of luck had a role to play in it because I don't think I'm some, you know, awesome person that can just like make it happen. I mean, yeah, I put in a lot of work, but, you know, why did I get this over how many of other people that were trying to get it? Or maybe I was the only one trying to get it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's cool too, I guess. But yeah, I'm just kind of curious uh, what you guys think about this. There's a few things that I kind of wanted to point to. Uh, if you'd like me to do that now, some kind of situational circumstances or things that pertain to the internal then I'm like okay yeah that's kind of me a little bit or it doesn't re represent me but it's something that you know I need to work on I guess I mean my one example I have here one of the kind of attributes or things that pertain more to the internal locus are people who tend to be less influenced by the opinions of others. And I honestly, I don't feel like I'm less influenced. If anything, I think maybe I'm a little more influenced. And <clears throat> it's a hard, it's a hard thing for me to judge, right? So it's like, what do you guys think? You know, I, am I just taking others' opinions into consideration. It made me think of, uh, you know, crypto or Bitcoin. And I listened to you, Bryce, talk about it. You know, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, let me just buy some of this. Um, am I just taking your opinion and running with it? Because I don't, I don't know as much about it as you do. But that was kind of like one example that, kind of a recent example because I'm kind of like running with this more and I know you're kind of strongly opinionated on it and I don't really know I, I didn't do like a whole bunch of research but I'm like also thinking yeah this is a it's kind of a good idea I think it's good to kind of spread out the eggs a little bit you know don't go 100 in but <clears throat> so yeah I don't know yeah, it's a very interesting, interesting topic. And I think it, it, it overlaps with what I want to talk about as well today. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Sweet. So are you more interested in talking about this as a philosophical type of thing? Because what you're describing to me sounds like a like worldview or philosophy or... Um, 
like you could go down that rabbit hole or it sounds more like you're interested in thinking of this as like self-improvement. Um, it, it, the way you describe it, it almost sounds like it's a personality type or something like you're an internal person, internal person or an external person. Internals is when you focus on the things you can control externals when you're more focused on the things you can't control. And all right. It, it, yeah, I'm just interested in whether you want to have a philosophical talk about determinism or uh, whether you want to just talk about um, focusing on the things you can't control. <laughs> yeah. The the latter is, is probably a lot simpler, more simple conversation, and it's probably more useful. I mean, not to I feel like you, I, though. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marshall. Cause no, I would just say, yeah, <laughs> it could go either way. Cause like, I, I feel like a lot of my topics end up falling on some kind of like self-improvement. <laughs> so maybe it's cool to, you know, delve into, you know, the philosophical side of things. The way you maybe describe way it, to ask it. <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Marshall. I, I was going to say maybe another way to ask that question that Bryce was saying or the way that I'm kind of thinking of it is are you concerned with like the reality that's out there or are you concerned more with like your mental state David mm. does that make sense so like the reality of is it determined is it not that's like more the philosophical question where mm. at some point it's more just like regardless of whether it is determined or not I think C.S. Lewis said something about like he's like whether we have free will uh, or not we have okay. to behave as though we do because it's silly not to so you know what I mean? So well, okay. Right. In that case, let's that, not do that then, because I feel like that's more what Bryce is talking about today. So I don't want to like, mm. you know, double <laughs> double up on <laughs> double Philo. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, Marshall said it a lot better than I did. <laughs> you know, it it instantly reminded me of that Sam Harris free will stuff. <laughs> I think that an interesting question, I'll just throw this out there. I think an interesting question about Go the free will is if I had the same exact ex life experience as you, like if everything was the same, same genes, same parents, same upbringing, everything was identical. Same color. Would I, yeah, everything's the same. Mm -hmm. Would I have been able to make different choices than you? Did. or would i have made the exact same choices if i had had the same exact upbringing same exact genes same iq same influences would i have been able to do something different and to me the answer is is no like if you if you grow up you to would be, say it would all be the same yeah i i i personally think that it's a very atheistic viewpoint. I can understand that. <laughs> I think Marshall would say the other way because he's a Christian. <laughs> like everybody was created differently, right? According to the Bible. Well, I'm I'm saying if I was created the same as David, mm. would I have been able to make different choices? Yeah. I'll throw my thought on there on that of where the where Christian or atheist might come into play of why it 
why there might be a distinction because to me i think that who we are isn't necessarily like i think that there's a soul that's separate from separate but interacts with us here right so to really take that thought experiment all the way bryce for me it would be like well it's the same soul or the same person I'm like, well, mm-hmm. if it's the same person, of course, they're going to make the same thing because that's the definition. They're the same person. They are going to make the same decision because they're the same person. So it's like identity, you know, like, of course, it's going to be not identity in the sense of like owning who you are, but just identity in the sense of logic. Like it's the same thing. So, of course, they're going to do the same thing. But it's um, two different people, right? Two literal different people. Well, that's where. Is- yeah. So that's <laughs> the thing. That's the question. It's like, I'm like, I don't think you can make two different people who are different, but the same. Like that doesn't make sense to me. If they're different, then they can make different decisions. If they're the same, then they're going to make the same decision. <laughs> like I think, that's I think the out. idea is <laughs> the idea to me is to have some sort of um, empathy. I guess like like take the thought experiment that you were born with the same genes and same upbringing as Stalin or Hitler would you have done the same thing would you have committed the same atrocities as these evil people if you had had the same childhood and uh same genetics as a serial killer would you have also become a serial killer right i think sam harris would say yes like that's why we can't blame the alligator for eating people because he's an alligator of course he's gonna eat people (laughs) yeah are you saying differently or you think think that's true marshall um it's like i mean i'm saying that, yeah if 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 you grew up or, or i grew up or somebody grew up in the same exact situation as let's say hitler i think there's more to just saying that they have the same history but that aside yeah i'm going to say that you're probably more inclined to do exactly what he did and i, I think empathy is a great point of that of if you were in those shoes, even as yourself, I would bet that most people or let's not say you, I don't want to blame you, but you know, like me or anybody, even as our own history, like even as my own history plopped into Hitler's last 10 years of his life would have done probably similar things to what Hitler did is what I would think. So like these two different versions are taking a poop at the same time. They're waking up at this like everything's the same right like identical everything is identical i scratch my nose that person doesn't scratch the other side of his nose it's the same i don't i don't like i don't think we have to take it that far i'm just curious you're just saying like more in general like yeah i'm thinking like if you're if you're programmed the same way and thrown into that same environment Will you do the same things? Yeah. And you have for to. Me, <laughs> for me, I would say most of the time, yes. I, I, I'm not willing to go far enough to say that you cannot, but I'm going to say that most of the time, yes, because that's what we see in history. Like when people become mm-hmm. super powerful, they make certain types of decisions. When they don't have as much power, when you don't have as much money, you make different types of decisions. When you don't have as much food, you make different types of decisions in general. Does everybody make the same decisions? No, because there's the variation of life experience and whatnot. And sometimes you have people who come from terrible backgrounds who overcome that and do great things. And sometimes you have people from terrible backgrounds who do terrible things. But in general, there's some patterns there that 
humans like follow, <laughs> not like follow. They do follow. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm and so then, so then it's easy to take that leap and say, well, then we're all just doing what humans do. We don't really have a choice in it. And so that's where you come to the reality of, well, maybe it is all determined. And that's why but that based quote, on a certain set of rules, determinism makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the C.S. Lewis quote, I think is, 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 is correct. You know, you like, maybe it is all predetermined, but we still live like it's not like you still live, like you do have some right authorship over your story. Right. Even yeah, though I mean, like yeah. the most important things that shaped me or shaped us <laughs> were very largely out of our control. Kind of like what you're saying, David, you didn't choose to be born a white male in a middle-class upbringing. Like that was given that that's how the dice rolled for you this, this time around. Yeah. And um, I think our personalities are more similar than the difference of color and culture. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you weren't born a Chinese woman years in ago. 1945. <laughs> and you right. didn't live through the Cultural Revolution. Like, you were born in 1987 in the USA uh, to, to two yeah, that determined a lot. parents that loved you. <laughs> USA 87. And right. you've got, like, a ton of the, you know, ton, ton of similarities just right there. Right. So ju- the, the, like th- that, that roll of the dice, you didn't have any control over. Like that's what, that was what life handed you. And you became a certain way because of, of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if it's important to like learn about history. Cause you know how they, they say that, you know, learn about it so you don't repeat it, but is there even control over that, you know? Like, maybe not exactly repeating it, but people are still going to do the same kind of shit. Just like if I was born 200 years ago, I don't know that I would have, you know, done something. I wouldn't have, like, discovered something that I otherwise, you know, had no uh, potential to. What, how how does the quote go again, Marshall? The C.S. Lewis quote. I mean, I should pull it up, but my my paraphrasing of it was: whether there's free will or not, we should behave as if there is, because otherwise, is silly. Right. Like you can't behave as though stuff is determined. You cannot. You know. Yeah, you feel like you are in control, or you do have some control. And yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine how you could live otherwise. No, you'd probably kill yourself before you actually naturally died. Because the whole point of life is to like have fulfillment and to feel accomplishment or, you know, you want to well, hold, hold on there. Let's let's save yeah. that one for later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, go ahead. What What is the purpose no, of life no. to you? No, <laughs> save it, save it. 
you've changed my opinion. <laughs> we must save it for later. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I was going to say. Just that. Yeah, I mean, you so, want me to save it or not? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. In a let, let's let's go to the practical one because the practical one is is probably more what you're interested in. Um, I want to take up your whole. I didn't even think about the philosophical nah, one because <laughs> that kind of dips into your topic. <laughs> <laughs> what is what are some of the things that are out of your control that are external that you find yourself um, dwelling on a lot, if any? Mm. I mean, everything I can think of, I, be- I, I do believe is seemingly out of control. But when I think about it, like actually think about it, it's in my control, you know, like, for example, you know, one of my goals is to like reach a hundred dollars a week or whatever, let's put it at a thousand or, you know, it's like the idea that I can accomplish that seems daunting, you know, it seems like I, that's too big, I guess, which is why I started at a hundred a week. (laughs) Because that's easier to digest. But um so in that situation, what are some some of the things that are out of your control? I mean, yeah, like I I can't I don't know. It's not gonna sound smart, but like forcing somebody to like buy something that I'm selling, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I can't predict how many people are going to buy this every I can only change you know make it something that I'm selling better or you know put more money in ad spend or whatever mm-hmm. but like I can't you know control the their their finger to to click it so <laughs> yeah I mean that's I try not to go around thinking about it that way but you know that's what we're talking about so yeah I, I that's one thing you know can't control that some some weeks are like nothing and other weeks are I don't know maybe there was a point there was that it was over you know and that had a lot to do with what I think would would be like more holidays when uh there's no holiday around things kind of tend to dip as you know or perhaps not um yeah, like you can't control well. you can't control which season it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't make Christmas every single day. I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> exactly. But... <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, for for business, it would be cool. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be like a fucking Groundhog's Day. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Yeah, one of our our best selling products actually on Amazon is this poster about the things you can control versus the things you can't control. Mm. I'm looking at it right now. Is it like some blessing or salutation, (laughs) whatever that is? What's up? Is it that blessing or it's like a cheers or what is that called? Not a cheers, but a a toast. Is it like a... Uh, No. Um, It's just an illustration and there's a circle 
and inside of the circle there's just a list of the things you can control and then outside of the circle there are things listed that you can't control Hmm. so inside the circle the things you can control you can control your words boundaries learning from mistakes your attitude uh taking care of your feelings your thoughts which i'm not sure i agree with that asking for help your effort your response your actions and your choices so some of those i'd actually disagree with i don't think you can control your thoughts that much uh, no. we, we could talk about that more. Yeah. I think you yeah. could inf- you can influence your thoughts. <laughs> Maybe not. I would say reaction. influence is a better word than all of them <laughs> for all of them. Almost, you know, like how much can we actually control? In a lot of cases, it still is just comes down to influence. Anyway, yeah. hmm. Let's, we could we can talk about them in a second. I'll I'll read the things that are outside of your control on the graphic. Um, you can't control the past mistakes others make, what other people say other people's opinions and beliefs, how other people feel, the weather, what other people think, and aging. I would disagree with some of those too. That's interesting. But uh, the ideas are, are, it's it's an interesting, it's a good way to think of it. Two different circles or, you know, inside the circle, outside the circle. It probably came from this locus of control conversation. Like somebody <laughs> probably read this and made that, or unless you guys made it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which ones do you disagree with? Yeah, I was going to ask that. <laughs> the very first one that said the past. I don't think that the past is that is determined, actually. Um, and you could debate whether or not I'm just saying that you are controlling your perception of the past. But to me, that's the same thing in, in some ways. So anyway. Wait, how do you have any control over what happened in the past? Well, first of all, you have to remember the past to know that it existed. So if you don't remember that the past is there, it doesn't exist for you. Like if you don't know about Napoleon, dynamite or otherwise. Oh, I, I, it I, I think you're reading too much into it. I think it, it means <laughs> your past. Yeah, like in your life. Yeah. Like so your so, past experiences. Right. So even your past experiences, I think you can kind of change them in the sense of like how you like think of something like give me an example of something in your past. Like, if a woman I, was raped, she can't change died. that. I guess uh, what you're saying is she can change her interpretation of it. Yeah. But the actual like, event happened, right? Like the um, the Chicago Bulls won the, the, the NBA championship in 1997. That happened. You can't change. You can't go back and change that. To say that the Clippers won, like that is a, I mean, an event it, that in happened some in sense history. You, you can though. That that's I guess what I'm getting. At. I don't. I I hesitate to talk about rape because then I feel like I'm giving advice to rape victims, and that sounds like a terrible idea for me to try to go down that road. Okay, change my mind about but, the Chicago Bulls winning the 1997 but, yeah. championship. <laughs> like I don't know that. Like I don't think that's accurate. Like I can so just say that you're just and saying that, that you know what you I mean. Can, like I don't. You have the freedom to disagree with yeah what the majority think happened in the past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I suppose that's true, but it'd be tough existing in society. Like if you're in denial that an event happened that 
99.9% of the population agrees happened, then... Yeah, that'd be a rough life. I mean, it could be. I, I think that, for one thing, <clears throat> we do do that, whether sure. it's good for us or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's take the good for us or not out. I think there's things that we tell ourselves that are not accurate about the past. And we genuinely believe that they are. And so the past to us is different than the past to somebody else. Um, we could both experience the same trip to an amusement park. And one of us has a great experience of it and a different experience. And at some point, yeah, it looks like, okay, we're not, cha- we're changing the thought pattern of the past versus the actual past. But to me, in the way that I think of it, like the past doesn't really exist right now. There is no past right now. It's only how it's recorded in history. It's only how we think of the past. So if we change how we think of the past or how it's recorded in history, then in a way it has changed. Thinking about it and recorded in history are two very different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One's collective and and one's more personal for sure the the recorded in history one almost feels like it would just be a lie if you denied it like if you say i went to harvard when i really went to florida state university so so these things seem more objective to me (laughs) like that happened I, i didn't go to harvard i went to florida state so if you say you went to harvard uh that that doesn't seem yeah, I I think um I guess I think we're we're free to lie. Like I don't think Oh yeah, sure. I don't think that that's a good thing necessarily. But the opposite, let's say that everybody thinks that you went to Florida State when you actually went to Harvard just because everybody else thinks that but why would that ever happen? I'm not saying it would. I'm just saying <laughs> that in that case, right? Like like I, I mean, I guess at some point it comes down to how we determine what is objective out there in the world and what isn't. But to me, it doesn't seem like there's a clear distinction between um, like past as a as a like we have to define what we mean by objective. And then do we agree that objective is the is the way to determine what's true, let's say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hmm. for for practical purposes though we can we can but say, even more for practical like david purposes, david david went to <laughs> live in korea in 2012 right and he lived purposes, there for a for year and think. a half so you can do like mind games and pretend right. that that didn't happen but i think if there are um other people if there's a majority of people who can verify that that happened, um, I'd lean towards that being the truth. Yeah. And, and, and of course, purposes. like, to, I mean, personally, I try to validate my experience through my own um, prism, I guess, but also try to take in what other people's experience of the same thing is so i can get a more well-rounded idea of what the the experience is right yeah i i think 
when you say for practical purposes, I think it's even more practical to to think that you can change it. Because to me, like what you said, when, like, when you say, say change it, you're 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 talking just about how you think about it. Right? I think that's the only thing that exists. You know what I mean? Like I think mm-hmm. that the way that we understand the world is the only thing that does exist. So when we change that, that is changing it. So like if you didn't know that the uh that David went to Korea and you went and verified with a bunch of people that oh he went to Korea in a way that has changed the past for you because now you know that he went to Korea and now you're like okay yeah I believe that he went to Korea and so okay no. so that's helpful for your world view <laughs> it like feels I think the way you use the word change is strange because all it does is make me aware of what happened it doesn't change anything like it happened and now i am aware of what happened <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that he went to korea so bryce you're saying what happened in your your brain and what happened like what actually happened like yesterday uh, i flew from medellin colombia to cancun mexico I have the the receipts, the the I I have my 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 flight information. I have the passport stamps. I have the evidence that that event took place. You all may not have been aware of it, but it still took place. And we can confirm that information with immigration in Colombia and Mexico that those events happened. Now you all are aware of those events. Um, but that doesn't change anything. They happen regardless of whether you all were ever aware of it. I get what you're saying. Is that Marshall? Is that? I'm curious what you're. Yeah, I, I, like I'm hesitating <laughs> to go down the. Like, I, I guess the simplest way for me is that I don't. Um, like the objectiveness of things is questionable to me. So whether you call it being becoming aware of something to me, like, let's say we're not going to say change the past. Let's say it's becoming aware of the past or becoming aware of something as being true. Um, to me, that is what the past is like. The past is the, the past for us is not like doesn't actually exist out there. It's like how we understand it and whether that's a collective because we've gone around and talked to a bunch of different people or because bryce has the ticket and you know so we talk about it and say oh okay i didn't know that you had the ticket cool now i've got that in my you know um but i think that's the same as anything else that we're changing or anything else that we're doing like when we say that we're changing our thoughts what are we doing we're i mean i guess you could say change you could say become aware but we're we're understanding something in a different way in a sense and to me it seems as though that's all there is there is no um i don't want to say that's all there is but it's very hard to to see how there's anything different than the experience of of the past let's say or or the yeah like the the memory or the whatever you call that like the nostalgia of the past or the yeah like looking back at the past okay would you agree that you 
if your if your opinion of the past is different than two billion other people, does that mean anything to you? Yeah, personally, it does because I want to value and interact with the rest of the world and other people who are conscious and whatnot. Right. But like if, four, if it's not if, helpful, if everyone, not everyone, let's say yeah, 95% yeah, of, of the population agrees yeah. that the Holocaust happened, but you want to have this positive view of the world and imagine that it never happened and you want to be a Holocaust denier that could, hmm. you can exist in that world where you deny that the Holocaust happened, but could we agree that you're kind of delusional? Yeah. The people who believe that the Holocaust happened could agree that the person who doesn't think that it happened is delusional, right. but the person who doesn't, believe that the holocaust happened doesn't think that they're delusional sure and that's all that there is is that like if you're that person that's all that there is there is no like and i mean it, it could be helpful to talk to other people and you know hear their stories and see the you know go to the the places in wherever austria or germany or you know wherever um to maybe change that for the that person or for you know for me in that case um but without but like that would be an example to me of of changing that for that person how about this one david if you tell yourself like if you use some positive affirmations to imagine yourself as let's say um a millionaire or highly successful or um very intelligent or a great decision maker would you say that 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 is helpful even though in reality if we ask i'm not saying this to slander you or anything david but if we ask like um if we take 10,000 millionaires right now and line them up and ask them do you think david is successful maybe a large percentage of them would say no because no. Yeah, yeah, they're not at because david is not at the financial level that they would consider successful but if right. david tells himself i am successful as a way to change his mindset and be happier and um motivate motivate him like that i am Mm. And start living like a millionaire. Right, right. <laughs> what is that a good thing? We don't have to label it good or bad. I just think it's interesting. Well, yeah, it's something that I do myself is like use these yeah. positive affirmations to um I guess envision the life that I do want. Yeah. Even though maybe my reality right now, if we objectively look at it and ask five thousand random people on the right. street is this guy successful? We might get mixed results, but I can tell myself mm -hmm. I am successful now and maybe that'll help me. Oh yeah. No stuff. Just saying that and like feeling it and all mm -hmm. that is great. But yeah, I mean, if I just start buying, you know, 
thousands of dollars of like expensive furniture. I try to like put money down on a a huge house that's above my, you know, pay grade. You know, <laughs> like that's not good. But yeah, sure, I, I I get the the mental aspect of it. Okay, so, yeah, so not actually doing it, but just like thinking it. Yes. And if it's you like are uh, a rapist and a murderer, but you tell yourself, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. And then you can uh, live in a world where you are a good person, even though you're doing things that 99.9% of the population would agree are not good <laughs> and mm-hmm. deplo- deplorable. Um yeah, I would I would assume that most people like exist as Marshall's describing. Like they tell themselves, um, I am the doing the the right thing. Yeah. Even though maybe other people would disagree. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. How many uh murderers get saved in prison? You know. Or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I agree with, I agree with that. Even like the worst people will, will tell themselves, you know, what, what we would define somebody as the worst person, I guess. I don't know. Hitler probably told himself he was a good person, right? (laughs) Like I'm doing the good thing. I'm fighting the good fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most most people would disagree with his interpretation of, of good like classic conversion stories in the Bible of like Paul, who's like going out and killing Christians. And then is like, wait a minute, I want to become a Christian. Like <laughs> exact, you know, example of like changing your mind on something that, you know, I mean, that's a little different. That's not so much about the past, but it's just changing your mind on how you're seeing reality and how you're seeing stuff. You definitely went more down the, go ahead. I was going to say, we definitely went more down the, the philosophical route with you, David. Yeah, we dip back it, into it. No, that's fine. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> I think on a practical level, one that always gets me is the weather. You know, I'll let the weather bother me so much. Like, it's so hot outside. I, I can't go, go for a walk. You know, like these, because of this, I can't do this. Or because of this, then I create an excuse not to do something that I should do. You know, like, you purposely oh, be- let it bother you. Because I slept poorly last night, I'll um, eat some junk food mm. because I had a hard day. <laughs> you know, like this type of thinking. I think that's where it comes becomes more practical at least in my situation because i definitely do the because of this the thing that i couldn't control or had little control over i can do this and usually the the b part isn't super helpful right you know like I, I, the city that we live in right now, the weather is scorching hot, especially during the summer. And <laughs> I've, I've told myself so many times, like, because the weather is so hot, I can't do this, or I, I shouldn't do this, or I shouldn't go out for a walk at two o'clock because uh, mm-hmm. it's too hot outside. Or I should have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. two beers. <laughs> I should take a I should take a nap here and, and yeah. watch some Netflix mm-hmm. because it's so hot outside. <laughs> you know. 
Like I can't control the weather, but I can control the city that I live in. So if this is really not working for me, like it's, it's hurting me, then I do feel like maybe, maybe my genes and all that, you know, have determined all of the actions for the rest of my life. And I, I technically, I don't have any control over it, but I do feel like I can control where I live right now. You know, like I have the, the resources if I want to get on an airplane and go somewhere else, Move I, I do feel like I have control over that. <laughs> sure. Are there any like that for you, David? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing that I thought of was like, I think if I do sleep poorly, mm. I will... Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll either like not do some extra work or I'll, you know, convince myself that I'm, I won't perform as well. You know, I kind of trick my mind into thinking that it's not going to be a good day or, you know, mm. whereas I think I could also be like, I could trick my mind into thinking that I'm going to have a great day or something, you know, it's just the, you know, the action that you have uh, breeds, whether positive or negative uh, kind of thoughts about it. What about your, your big goals for the end of 21, 2021 that you're hoping mm-hmm. to accomplish, like finding the the mentor, the business mentor, and losing the weight. Yeah. Have you succeeded in either of those? No. Are there any <laughs> things, are there anything? Any, I mean, I'm getting uh, better. That's, but... that's hard to, hard to say. Are there, yeah. are there things that you feel are out of your control that are creating road, road, roadblocks mm-hmm. to hitting your goals? I mean, other than myself, no. well go deeper into that what are the what do you mean you know like i have these goals up here on the board right but like for uh let's say i may focus more of my time on one of these than kind of applying uh time to each of them you know for example, the investing, uh, like finding some kind of a mentor. Since I made that goal, I haven't spent any time on that <laughs> at all. Now I have been working out, right? So I'm I'm kind of working on that goal. And, uh, you know, I am working on the 100 a week goal. But for whatever reason, after my work, when I'm doing extra stuff, you know, I, I typically work out afterwards and then I'll get right into trying to hit the uh, 100 a week goal. And then at the end of the day, you know, I'm just like tired. And so I'm purposefully, I guess, I don't know how purposefully, but yeah, I'll do one and two, and then I may not dip into finding a mentor 
or spending time to, you know, go through the the steps to getting that. Yeah. So, so in that situation, to, it's not things that you can't control, but it's two things that you can't control. Yeah. Like because I worked out, I I don't have time to find the business mentor. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. it's that framework that's saying that you can't do both. Because there's this hidden, there's this hidden <laughs> script under there that says that like you chose to work out, yes. And then because you worked out, you don't have the time, but there's that framework in your mind that's saying, I don't have the time or I don't have the energy or I don't, because I relate. I, that I need lot. to, I need to sleep. I like I need to get eight hours of sleep. Time. So yeah. Yeah. Sleep because I need to important. get eight hours of sleep, <laughs> I can't find a business yes. mentor. That's my big one. As I'm, as I'm hearing you talk about it, I'm like, I'm always tired. That's why I don't want to do anything. I'm always tired. That's always my excuse. I just don't juggle it properly because I, I should rotate things, right? I should kind of focus more on one, one day or something or kind of, you know, I, I think know, that's something that I can control. Yeah, it is interesting to identify 100%. the things that you can and can't. Mm-hmm. Like you can't control maybe stuff that happens at your job. Like you can't control what your boss, how your boss is feeling that day. Oh, yeah. And then 100%. maybe that, maybe some, some emergency happens at work. You can't control that. Yeah. And now you have to work an extra hour. So yeah. now your schedule or I have to change projects yeah. and then right. I, I don't have enough time for this other project that I'm working mm-hmm. on. Somebody's sick. Somebody actually got exactly, exactly. COVID last week for so like they were <laughs> off the whole week and I was just like picking up the <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's like stuff you can't you can't control whether your coworker gets COVID or not. No, unfortunately, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so. But it's I, I guess you do have some control right over your response to it like you can say because yeah. my coworker got covid now i have to pick up some extra hours and therefore i can't find a business mentor i don't have time for that like that that it's your choice whether you want to go down that or because my coworker got covid and now i have to work a little extra now i need to adjust my schedule so i can build in 15 minutes to work on finding a business mentor like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. <laughs> I remember my friend telling me um, a long time ago, we were out camping and there's a little fire and it was all dark and we were having this conversation and his mom had died like a freak in a freak accident, stepped on this exposed electrical in Vegas, national news way before he and I met. And Back then, I think I always thought that you had a choice in situations. And I was like, yeah, that seems pretty terrible. That doesn't sound like something you have a choice about. That seems pretty external. And maybe that comes back to the even the conversation we just had about like the past and things. Some things are more helpful to say that they are unchangeable. But what he said was that we always have a response. So we don't always have a choice. Like he didn't have a choice that his mom died, but he had a response like how he was going to live from there. And that's always stuck with me with everything. Like we can decide which one, how, what meaning we put on things. We can decide whether it's reality and we can't change it and we don't want to change it because that would be more painful and more hurtful. Or we can decide to to try to change it. But 
we have that we just have that response in those types of situations whether it's something tragic like that or just something more mundane like me feeling tired at 11 o'clock last night and being like i'm not writing anything else forget this good night yeah definitely totally agree feel it like the just to put a bow on the the past conversation the the conversation about the past your your Did friends your your friend's example is is what i be, what i believe like the past happened the, your mom died now you can choose how you want to respond to that and i think responding by denying that it happened is probably uh it, it might be a, a a way to cope, but I think denying that the event happened is, um, I don't know. I don't. Well, in that I, case, I think that's a weird way to go about it's it. It's harder to, yeah, it's it's harder to deny that that will come back and, and hurt you. It, mm-hmm. it seems right. Like you, you, again, to me, I think you can, should you? No, I don't think you should. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in some cases, like if something really traumatic happened to you in the past, Maybe it is good to put it in a box and try to bury it. I don't know. Ask your uh, therapist that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd probably say to like talk about it, <laughs> you know? Maybe not. <laughs> All right. I think we did some philosophy, philosophizing <laughs> and some pragmatic stuff. Bryce, do you want to jump into your topic? It seems like it might match up better, or we could take a left turn into mine <laughs> either way. Yeah, l- let me try to blend it. Let's see where we go with it. Um, yeah, I do think there's a lot of overlap in it. it and plus, everybody's like dying to know what what is your topic, Bryce? What is your topic? <laughs> Anyone who just made it through that conversation. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm dying to know. <laughs> Well, yeah, recently, I, honestly, I've, I haven't had a lot of personal stuff that I need. I felt the urge to talk about. So I kind of just um, picked some full, full armchair philosopher type topic and we can ramble about it. But it actually was born out of the what, what Marshall said. A couple weeks ago when he said that he believes i will go to hell because i am not a christian um and i i guess i assume that you believe that because you are you do identify as a christian but it, it still kind of took me off guard and it's it was kind of crazy to like hear it and hear it confirmed and it was also kind of crazy to me because I realized I don't have that type of conviction about anything, which kind of goes flies in the face of what my topic was a couple of weeks ago about being self-righteous. But it was, yeah, it, it was, it was a weird thing. It's one of those things I'll remember forever, probably, you know, those, those memories that, stick with you um so so the conviction made made me think about 
I'm curious about what your all's beliefs are, like these um, very deep, deeply rooted beliefs. And I'm curious about what mine are, if I have any. Like right now, I, I just, I honestly, I don't think I have any that I feel so convicted about. Um, which led me to want to just talk about what do you guys think is the meaning of life? And if we start with that big question, maybe it can uh, determine how convicted you are about that, that, that belief about what the meaning is. In Marshall's case, it sounds like he believes there is one meaning to life. I'll, I'll let you uh, say whether you whether that's true or not. David, I honestly don't know. It sounded like um, <laughs> a few minutes ago you said there is a meaning of life. So you can repeat that and uh, expand on it a bit. And then personally, I just have some theories, some theories that I've... Um, I think might be true, but maybe they're not. Like even one of those theories is that uh, Islam or Catholicism or um, evangelical Christianity, maybe one of those is right. <laughs> like maybe there is a God. And um, maybe the the prophet Muhammad, maybe, maybe that is real. <laughs> and... Um, all the people who don't believe that are going to be punished eternally for not believing in the prophet Muhammad and, and Islam and following all their rules. I don't believe that really, but there is a small part of my brain that will allow that possibility to exist. Right. I haven't completely ruled it out, you know? Um, and then there are some that I lean more towards than others, but I don't, I don't have a conviction about one meaning of life. And I, it's not, I don't have any belief in the meaning of life that's so strong that I would impose it on anybody else, like as the only meaning to life. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. I can explain my my different theories none of them are my own they're taken from other other people and um and also validated in some cases through personal experience which i think means means something but i i'm more curious about what your alls are because i think it's the the the, the other thing that was shocking marshall when you said that is like I wonder why that doesn't come out more often. You know, if you're so convicted to the point where you would you believe that your friend is going to hell, it seems like it would come out more often. Mm -hmm. oh. And David, maybe that's why I'm curious what yours is if if you do have one, because you strike me as somebody who's very um like this could be right. This could be right. Uh, everybody should do their own thing. Like kind of very um, lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, lukewarm is a good way to put it. And 
But at the same time, you are, I think you also identify as a, a Christian too, which is, it's an interesting juxtaposition between the two of you, like how one person is super convicted and then the other person isn't as convicted. At least that's my impression. Okay. I'll, I'll open it up to you all. Uh, that was a lot. I mean, for, uh, for the conviction part for me, I mean, you know, I was raised Christian, right? I was raised in a Christian home and like, that's the way, right? So whatever you want to call it, you know, and I was, uh, somebody might say that I was like indoctrinated or whatever, or uh, brainwashed or maybe that, you know, was the right thing. So, excuse me. Um, Yeah, you know, I I still, because I, I was raised that way for so many years, that is of course still in my mind. And perhaps if I had continued to, you know, go to church or continued to read my, you know, the Bible every day and uh, kind of soak in that. Perhaps I would have as strong of feelings as I'm I'm guessing Marshall has. Um, but in a way I'm I'm kind of like you, Bryce. I, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I, I don't feel so strong about one thing or another at this time that I would, um, you know, grab somebody's, uh, you know, collar and like shake them and be like, Hey, (laughs) you know, why aren't you (laughs) dunking yourself in water or whatever? You know, I, not to make light of that. Let me, let me stop you. Let me stop you real quick. Go ahead. Because I know the counter argument to that is from, a a I'll call them extremists. And Marshall, I would call you an extremist in your beliefs. Um, I don't think it it, it always means like, um, you know, standing out of abortion clinics and like shouting at people or something like that. Um, I think it could just be like that firm belief, like your friend is going to hell. Like if that is a... A firm belief. I feel like that would come out more. That, that's that's what I mean. Like, I'm not exactly sure how, but you you know, in conversation, if I say something that is just completely um, symbolic of going to hell, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it, it seems like there would be some type of pushback. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to paint the picture of the extremist as the 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 person. Uh, right. What, what what what's that church called? The West West Westboro, Westboro Church. Westboro Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> like those people are a form of extremist, but I think right. Marshall is just as extreme in some ways. Right. There's the belief structure, and then there's sort of like action on top of it. It's almost like but there could be a belief structure without the action. But it's almost like if you do have that belief structure, structure, why aren't you more like the Westboro Baptist people? Right. 
yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll speak to that. So first of all, yeah, I mean, I think that that's a huge struggle, like both personally and just in, in every religion, but let's say Christianity in particular, because that's what I am. And that's what American culture is of trying to figure out. Yeah. Like how, you know, Christianity in general doesn't have, um, a, a place in it where we where we believe in um like i i don't think that anybody who's christian I, see even this isn't true because you can go back in time and you find versions of this too like the crusades of people going out and like maybe it was a war so war is accepted you can kill people in war like okay you're gonna kill people like so anyway there's like this whole extreme of like you're killing people in the name of god that seems over here and then you've got this other one that's like well okay we're not gonna kill people but we're going to you know, whatever that is, stand in front of a, you know, a, a mosque or whatever, or, you know, whatever, and like signs and stuff like that. So it's not like violent, but it's violent, <laughs> not physically violent, let's say, but it's, it's otherwise it's intense, let's say. Um, and then you have on the other side of where still within Christianity, but just doesn't even have that belief structure at all that there is that hell is there is no nobody will go to hell right um and there's probably even more down that road too but let's say that that's like on the very opposite side um i guess what i'm getting at is yeah there's not a clear like you try to figure out what yeah what are what are you supposed to do right like for me personally it comes down to because I grew up in church, I think I saw a lot of, um, I mean, I mean, you don't have to grow up in church to see this, but I think that there's a lot of like televangelist style or, you know, the guy who goes down to the beach and like tries to convince people that way. I think there's like a point to that where it is helpful because it's helpful in two ways, really probably more than that. One you sort of have to wrestle with your own beliefs more when you're like confronting people head on like that, just random strangers on the beach or whatever. Right. So in that sense, and I think that's probably the biggest sense where it's helpful. The other one where it's helpful is other people, maybe not that person at the beach, but other people who see that YouTube video can also wrestle with those same things. And I, I tend to think that that's helpful as well. Does it help the person on the beach? I don't think it actually changes anybody at the beach's mind. So to me, that's where I come back to. I don't typically, I could probably be more uh, evangelical or more, you know, outgoing about things. But practically speaking, I don't see that as being the way to change things or change people. You know, my, my thought on it is that the way that I'm going to change people, if there's a way that I'm going to change people is by getting to know people living the way that I believe I'm supposed to live and sharing that when I can. So like in these kind of conversations, I can bring it up. And when you ask me a direct question, I'm going to give you a, a fairly direct response. Right. Okay. So this is, but, this is what I'm really curious about. And David, I, I'm curious with you as well, but obviously Marshall more. So um, do you have some sort of agenda with your friendships? Like, do you have some sort of agenda with me where in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, how can I witness to Bryce? How can I um, be a 
a, a shining example of Christ and uh, show him why my way is better and he should come over to this side. Do you have that in your mind? Yeah, there probably is some of that. Um, okay. What, I don't what are your, what are your strategies? When you say strategies, how do you mean? Like you have an agenda that you need to witness in one way or the other. Yeah, I think, yeah, for me, I think it just comes down to like, see what I'm doing, see who I am. Like there people have, you know, said like, I might be the only Jesus that you see in your life and not to say that I'm Jesus, but you know what I mean? Like maybe I'm the only contact that you have with somebody who's Christian, or maybe I'm one of 20 people that you see as Christian, you know? Um, my strategy is just, I'm going to, I'm going to live the, the best that I can and hope that that rubs off, you know, hope that that, so there's no, and some, there's no, um, you, you don't have like a, uh, like a, a time period where like, um, uh, what's, what's the way to put it? Like after three years, like after three, Christ I, is not yeah. converted, then I'm going to go find somebody else. Right. Yeah. No, I, so yeah, no. And it, it's not even a time period either because like, like with you, right? Like I, I'm not friends with you because I think that I want to, you know, change your mind mm -hmm. or I'm not friends with you because I want to share Jesus with you. Like I'm friends with you because I want to be friends with you mm -hmm. in the back of my mind. Like a lot of hopefully, hopefully everything that I do, I'm going to be transparent and be like, it's not everything, of course. Right. But like everything that I'm living in my life, I'm hoping that that's a reflection back on God and that the God that I, you know, that I serve is like pleased with me. Right. But it's not like a, it's not like a transaction, if that makes sense. It's not like, you know, um, I guess when you say strategies, right, that makes me think of like the email marketing funnel, like, okay, I'm going to send four emails and there's going to be this much conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think that that's how it, it I mean, maybe it works that way, but that's not how I'm thinking of it in terms of like sharing my life with other people or sharing. Right. And to be honest, gospel, like that question, you know? when you said that it did make me almost second guess our friendship, right? where I questioned in the back of my mind, like, is he just playing some oh. long game where right. we're doing a podcast together and he's just hoping like, like really sneaky, um, right. Trying to win me over to, to Jesus one day. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. The email marketing funnel is <laughs> a good way to, uh, analogize. Yeah. That's actually my game plan, Bryce. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's always the quiet ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, but I uh, yeah, that's I, that. That feels good to hear that you don't have. At least it 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 sounds like you don't have some sort of agenda, and that's what I meant. Like some agenda and strategy. Like yeah. It's so weird because when you say agenda, I used to think of agenda as being a bad thing. And then I think I heard Seth Godin talk about it, how like everybody should have an agenda. 
And the way that he describes it, not in terms of like a meeting plan, but he almost describes it like a purpose in life. And it's like, you should have a purpose in life because then it helps you be more interesting. It helps you move forward. It helps you grow and all that stuff. And so I've kind of thought about it differently. I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, maybe my agenda isn't as clear as it could be or isn't as, you know, whatever, but, um, and that's where it goes back but, to the conviction thing, right? Like it, it's weird right. to me that you're con- so convicted in your beliefs about mm-hmm. what's going to happen to me in my afterlife. And then you wouldn't be yeah. more assertive about um, saving me. Yeah. So let me add another p- another layer onto this. And this goes back to being able to change stuff at the previous conversation too, is there's also this belief, right? I, I do believe in like evangelism or telling other people, or I've talked about before, I believe in, yeah, you can change people. You can influence people. I, I do believe that, right? But there's also this sense of where, you know, like the Muslims are famous for this, right? The what is it, inshallah or something? Anyway, don't quote me on my Arabic, but um, basically, if God wills it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a huge part of that in my life where I'm like, it's not my job to, like, in in some sense, yes, it's my job to like convince and influence and and change the world. I do believe that, right? But it's kind of like what David was saying. Like, some of it's in my control. A lot of it, though, is like. If, if it's God's will, if this is what's supposed to be, then it's going to be, and it's not going to be because I, even if I did do something that, you know, influenced you, Bryce, or influenced somebody else, um, it's not going to be like for my benefit or for my, like, I I think that's where we get it wrong, like in Christianity. And and I'm not going to say that I don't struggle with that too, because there is a certain sense of wanting to accomplish things like what you said, David, like, I'm going to get these people saved at school (laughs) or whatever. You know, it's easy to get into that mindset. And I'm like, I don't think that that's, frankly, I don't think that that's Christian. Like, I don't think that that, you know, even though all of Christianity, we've been doing this, but I don't think that that's really, you know, I guess it's debatable, but in my understanding of it, that's not what it's about. It's not like about, you know, winning these like trophies, you know, like, and that's kind of how it seems like we're like, you're not like a trophy, Bryce. You're not a trophy. Nobody else is a trophy. Like, that's not how this, you know, it's like, I want to. It still doesn't exactly explain the conviction part to me though, because Mm -hmm. To me, like it still the, seems the, like it your up. your beliefs are so black and white. The way I understand them, and obviously, feel free to correct me. But as an evangelical Christian, beliefs are very black and white. You believe that there's an afterlife, and that is a a physical place you go to when you after you you your physical body dies, and that place is a a good place and you get to be with God and Jesus and all your loved ones. And then there's a bad place where the other people go who don't believe what you believe. Uh, If the world is that, if, if you're, if, if the world is that black and white, it, uh, it seems like you would want to do all that you can all of the time to bring the other people to the good place. 
Like it, it, yeah, it seems like, like it would be a, mo- uh, a, a, a scary thing. Like, Oh my gosh. Um, all these, all these people are uh, going to the bad place. Well, maybe it's not, maybe it's, um, maybe it's just like, I've got it right. They've got it wrong because they've got it wrong. They're going there because I've got it right. I'm going here and all my loved ones are going there too. Is this too simplistic or is it pretty accurate? Um, I mean, I think it's pretty close. Like I don't, you know, there's details of like all my loved ones. No, that's not, you know, Okay, well, probably well not accurate, that seems but... like a, a scary thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah my no, loved ones yeah. aren't going to the good place with me. Wouldn't that be scary? Yeah, no, it, yeah, it is. And that's where I think going back to like, there's certain things that I'm, you know, yeah, like w- when there's people that, you know, that die, right? Um, obviously, I can't, or maybe not obviously, but I can't, I- I'm not in a position to like know where everybody is. You know, there's the Bible verse where it, it, people who are acting like they're following God and doing all this great stuff in God's name. And he's like, no, I didn't know. I didn't know you guys, but I knew these other people who were doing things that actually were in line with what I was, you know, saying. Um, so I don't know what this, I don't know who's who and who's where. Right. But I can tell kind of by the way that people talk or the way that people say things or whatever, um, in, in some general sense. Right. So when a, when a relative or a loved one, a friend or whoever, when they die and they don't look to me like they're in a good spot. Yeah, that's super sad, right? Like there's a certain, yeah. And so there's probably a couple of things going on. One is maybe I'm not as good a Christian or as good a believer as, or as, uh, I don't know if good is the right word, but as um, action oriented a person as I should be or could be, right? So that's probably a huge part. But then there's also this, like I said, this kind of belief on the other side of, like, it's not my, it's not my job to like save people. See, that's so, you know? conf- that's so confusing I, I don't, to me. I don't think that, so confusing. you know, it seems like it would be the biggest job. If you're that convicted in your beliefs, it's so weird. That seems like it would be your only job. To save people. If you're, con- if you're convicted about something, mm-hmm. you act on it. Yeah, I think it, but what does it mean to, to act on it? Right. And again, let's say on the one side, I probably don't act on it as well as I could. But even if I did, I don't know that that means being Westboro. So, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where I, where I land on it. You know what I mean? Like there's more that I could do. Yeah, of course. Uh, do I feel like like a guilt or something? No, I don't. It's not like a because again, it's kind of like it comes back to yes, I should influence people, but I don't know. Yeah, 
like, so there's the analogy of, you know, well, why is it called the gospel? Because the gospel is supposed to be, you know, good news. But then it's like, well, you're telling people that they're going to hell or you're telling people that, you know, they're not living a certain way or they're, they're wrong or, or whatever. And, you know, there's all these different analogies, but it's like, you know, a hurricane or something is coming. And if you didn't know that there was a hurricane that was coming, saying, hey, there's a hurricane that's coming, sounds like bad news. But if you go and do something about it and then you get out of the way of the hurricane and your house isn't destroyed or maybe your house is destroyed, but you're not in, you know, Louisiana at the time, then, OK, great. Then you're able to whatever. Um, but I also don't. So part of me thinks that, yeah, we're, we're supposed to tell people that there's this hurricane that's coming. But I also think that God's pretty good at about doing that, too. Like if if if, if God wants to. Like. Like, I feel like it's out there, like for like, let's get more specific, like you and me, right? You know this. Like me telling you like, hey, there's a God, there's a Jesus that loves you. Like you've heard that, right? So me telling you that, does that. But there's billions of people that haven't heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like you would want to go talk to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in some sense there is. But like, why do I not do that like every day? Like, why am I doing this podcast talking to you guys instead of talking to somebody who's never heard? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Maybe that's a good question. Maybe that's what I should be doing. I, you know, <laughs> like, I don't feel like that's my life purpose, I guess. <laughs> to bring it back to the life purpose question. I, I don't know. David, jump in. About the, I'm I'm curious, David, if you have any um, convictions that are are strong to the point where yeah. you feel like you <laughs> need to tell other people about them, or that you should tell other people about them. No, no, not at this time. There was, I mean, as Marshall touched on, <laughs> there was a time where I. <laughs> that's that's an epic story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys know, so I don't need to retell that. But um, yeah, no, not at this time. There's a, I don't feel a strong conviction, and for uh, that, perhaps that's because I'm, I'm not, you know, in it. I'm not reading, like I said, reading the Bible every day, or, or not just Christianity though. Like I remember one time you talked about how you wanted to convince your parents or family members that they shouldn't be talking about politics at the dinner table. Oh yeah. And yeah. that they should be, they should lighten up a little more. And I don't know if that's this, it's probably not the same as like uh, <laughs> being religious or. I mean, if you do vegan. talk about politics, you might go to hell for that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I had strong enough convictions for that. Um, I don't know what to say. I did tell them and, you know, I think they still maybe dipped into it a little bit, but it was never, you know, it was never to the amount that um, it was previously. So they did in a way kind of respect my wishes or remember them at least. Hmm. It's a hot button issue. So I I tend to give people slack. (laughs) <laughs> anything else like diet or what the best Did movie ever like made is or just preach to other people and make them believe it 
just anything that you would argue over about why you're right and somebody else is wrong. I mean, when I was what, younger, what would you yeah. have? What would what would you have a debate over right now? And really, not just debate to have fun, but really get fired up about nothing. There's nothing in your life that you feel convicted about. Mm. Is that the right preposition, by the way? Convicted about, or is it convicted by? What is what's the right preposition? <laughs> I think you can be convicted by something, but the way that you ended convicted it, convicted convicted about not. doesn't sound right. <laughs> I mean, anyway, there may be like stances that you know, like something that I don't agree with. Mm. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't agree with uh, rape or. You know, <laughs> murder what about something controversial uh, abortion mm, yeah i i wouldn't you know i might argue to a point but you know there are these outliers that it's like you never know you know if this person was raped because of it it's like yeah i mean i uh so yeah i would say it is a uh, up to the up to the woman, I guess, and some of the man, maybe like a seventy-five, twenty-five, because <laughs> she's. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to explain abortion. I'm just trying to ask you: Are there anything that you're a hundred percent certain of? Are there any things that you're a hundred percent certain of? Like, this is right. The other way is wrong. But that's also sort of controversial because it sounds yeah, like you, also has you to be said rape is pretty, pretty 100% for you. But yes, yes, yes. Maybe we're all kind of something <laughs> controversial that you're a hundred that you're a hundred percent decided. What do on. other people think you're crazy for thinking? <laughs> I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I'm honest. Yeah. I'm just like, so I mean, you are some things out here. You are some things you believe here. Jesus died for your sins and you're going to heaven because you believe that. But the Muslims are also going to heaven. And the atheists are also going to heaven. Yeah, the, I mean, that's just something that I don't know enough about. Okay. So, so. I, I would not argue any of that, to be honest. I just don't know enough about it. So I wouldn't be like, you know, Jesus died for your sins and you know, whatever. Um, Let me ask this question then. What if I were to say, well, you should figure out what that is. Like you should, you should, you know, you should know your answer to that, David. I probably should. Why don't you? (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I think I was hoping you were going to debate about that. (laughs) No, I mean, you're, you're right. I just need to provoke some argument <laughs> at <this> here. Point, <laughs> at this point in my life, yeah, sure. Um, it's like what you said, like, oh, like maybe I need to stop podcasting or stop doing uh, exercise and spend that time or cut into my sleep and spend that time like researching uh, all the, you know, mm. hard hitting questions that people have. I need to have that figured out. Right. But apparently, uh, you know, hitting 170 is more important than that. (laughs) 
to me, the people who think that they have it figured out just seem like they demonstrate that they don't know anything. If you think that you have it figured out, it just shows kind of how ignorant you are. Well, who has it figured out? Anybody who claims to have figured out. I think anybody who claims that they have the answers for everyone is demonstrating that they don't have the answers. Like the world is too gray for things to be so black and white. Marshall, would you say you have the answers for everyone? I mean, I think you might say you have some answers, but yeah, I was (laughs) well, he does. He's saying that he has the answers when it comes to the big meaning of life and uh, that he has the exact uh, prescription to go to heaven. Right. I, I don't know that the passcode, the, the exact, <laughs> yeah, prescription. He has the like, passcode. I think I have some, I think I have some ideas that I believe, right. What, what I can say that I'm pretty, uh, what, what, what was the question that you said, Bryce, where you have the answer? Okay. The, okay. Here's where I have the answer, right. I think that there is an afterlife and yes, I think that there's like good side, bad side. Okay. So let's not talk about the prescription to get there. Let's not talk about all, but just that statement by itself is, is controversial, right? Like not everybody believes that. Mm-hmm. I would sure. say it's probably a minority at this point, I, you know, it, worldwide, maybe in the United States, maybe it's a little different. I don't know. But anyway, um, in the fifties, it was the majority. <laughs> yeah. The and, and maybe even in the nineties, like, the or 18, even now, like, you might still ask people be like, yeah. Hey, is there a heaven and a hell? <laughs> yes. You know, like, that that still probably might be a major, majority, regardless of whether it's majority or not, right? Um, mm-hmm. oh, and now I just lost where I was going with that. The, yeah, so there are certain things, yes, like that, where I think that I have the answer. But I think there's a lot of things like that. This just happens to be one that's controversial. I think that we think that 2 plus 2 equals 4. And that's not controversial. We're all mm-hmm. in agreement, right? I think that <laughs> we also there's certain things like rape, like we also think that that's generally bad. And people who don't think that it's hard for us to see the opposite version of that. Maybe rape is on more of a sliding scale than two plus two equals four. Um, but I think it comes down to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'll just stop at that. <laughs> like even yeah. even your statement, Bryce, that everything is gray. Like that's a pretty absolute statement. Like there, so there's no black and white. Like, uh, I, I think there are some things that are black and white. There's, so, but there like, are, you're saying, there are things that are black and white, depending on where you live and the society that you live in. There's laws. I am definitely white. <laughs> there, there, but just that statement <laughs> that there are things that are black and white, or it depends upon where you live. Like that is itself a black and white statement. Because I'm going to say. Or I, let's say I don't say this, but, you know, I could argue the opposite and be Have like... Have you experienced a different reality where there's not? I'm not saying that there... I'm not saying you're wrong on that. I'm saying that making that statement is a is a statement of, like, absolutism or, you know, it is it is a statement. Just because, just because you're saying... Um, it, anytime mm. you make a claim whether it's claiming that there are black and whites or there aren't black and whites or that there it depends upon the culture that is a statement 
about sure. the reality. And that is a statement about, right, like having an answer. Um, and it's a it's a statement that I validated myself and other countless people have also validated. Um, heaven and hell and Jesus and these things have not been validated in a way that you can be a hundred percent certain that you have the answers. I mean, I think that's where it's, that's where it's debatable. Be, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because somebody who thinks that you can have some kind of proof for it, which I, I don't actually, I don't think that there's like a two plus two equals four, two plus two equals heaven type thing with this. Um, but I think that there are people who believe that. So then let and, me ask, why yeah. do you feel like you can observe other people and determine that they don't have the answers? Um, you use the example of to... looking at a fam- observing a family member in their dying hours or dying days yeah. and being able to 100% certain, with 100% certainty say, that person doesn't have the answers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I think I can get close, right? I, I wouldn't say 100% that I know, like, Hitler might be in heaven, you know, Gandhi might be in hell. I don't know. But judging by what I do know of their life and their actions and so forth, I, I want to be able to make a, a a guess, let's say, right? And same thing with my family members, hopefully on a much less extreme scale. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know like which yeah I, I don't know their heart and their ultimate beliefs and everything like that um but but i do believe that i can say that one thing is better than the other and i do believe be, because it comes back to the reality that i believe in right like if you don't believe that there is a hell then it makes no sense to say that you should b- believe that there's a hell but if i believe that there that hell exists and that heaven exists and that god exists then it makes sense and I don't have to get it and all that. You understand do that. Do you think you like have any within a certain structure? Do you think you have any any room to think differently, potentially? Yeah, yeah. And and even the way that will you would you yeah. would you allow the thought experiment that Islam could be the correct way? Yeah, yeah. Because even when you were saying, yeah, yeah, like not only would I, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> or or I do, I do like, I doubt all the time. You know what I mean? Like I, I, there are probably people who don't and I'm, it's still questionable to me whether or not it's a good thing to never doubt or not. Um, but I doubt all the time, like on the big stuff, like does God really exist or just the little stuff of like, you know, uh, should I actually be nice to this person or like, I, I don't know. That's like, so how example, can but, the know. two coexist? How can the two coexist? How can I doubt, but how also can you doubt, but also it? no, how can you doubt, but also say that somebody else is wrong? Um, I mean, again, it's not a hundred percent that they're like, you know what I mean? So let's but say I'm, you said with 100% certainty that I will go to hell if I don't believe in Jesus 
or God or Christianity. I don't think that's exactly how I said it. You said, do I think that? And I said, yes. Do I think that it's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it's a hundred percent. I, I, frankly, I don't know that I would say anything is a hundred percent. Like, I don't know that anything's a hundred percent, but do I think that that apple is backing out of what you said before? Well, what did I say before? I, I think asked, you said if, 100%. if I am not a if I'm not a Christian, do you think I'm going to hell? And you said yes. yes. I would so, agree with that. So that is black and white. And you think that if I don't believe this, I will go here. Yes. A equals B. Yes. How can there be any doubt if you believe that? Well, it's a much softer version, but I also think it's good to wake up early. Right. So if you ask me, Marshall, do you think it's a good idea to wake up early? Yes. That's black and white. Yes. And my belief in heaven and hell is much stronger. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you think I should wake up? uh, So what was was the question again for heaven and hell? Do you think I'm going to hell? Mm. Do you think I'm going to have a worse life by waking up at noon every day? Right. I don't I know. I don't have any strong stance on that. But but I do. Right. Like I would be if you ask me that question, Marshall, do you think me waking up at noon every day is going to lead me to a better life? Hmm. I would say. No, it's not going to lead you to a better life. If you ask me the question, do you think that I'm going to go to heaven or hell? And I say, I think you're going to go to hell. Both of those are pretty black and white statements. I, t- I believe the second one with more certainty than I believe the sleep question. But neither one is 100%. The sleep one is probably closer to 60-40. For most people, yeah, I think so. You know, Heaven and hell is probably, you know, 98-2 or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, okay. there's, there's, there's still um there's still doubt and it, it might depend upon the day too you know but but because that is a stronger one because that is a for me it's one that i've thought about way more than the sleep question and i've talked to people and i've you know what i mean so it's it's more uh for me like you said you've talked to people about different situations and people have different um i forget how you put it but you know, that different things are for different people, right? Because it's been validated in the external world. For me, the heaven and hell question has been validated to me far more than the sleep question. Interesting. So we're like the inverse. You're 98 to uh, Christianity's right. And I'm 298 that it's right. That's probably a good way. That's probably a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably a good way of putting it. Because, because if you said, yeah, if if I asked you the same thing, like, are you a hundred percent that this isn't right? I would say right? no. You would say no, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And I would, I would say, yeah, you're right. I, that's that's a good way of putting it. Then. Interesting. It's interesting then, to explore the things that you're a hundred percent on, because even when I think about the things that I'm most fiery about, like crypto. If you ask me, is crypto for everyone? And is it the best thing ever in human civilization? Of course, I'm going to say no. <laughs> you know, right. I'm not a hundred percent like, oh my God, everybody has to own Bitcoin. 
You know, it's not- I think I think it's actually the stuff that's closer to 60 40 that's more why we, we get more fired up about 60 40. And here's why we believe that we can change people's minds easier on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, crypto is a, is a good example, actually. Right. So you've talked about crypto a decent amount, Bryce. And now David and really me were like more interested in it. So it's like influenced us because it's not a life and death, heaven and hell thing. It's easier to, to scoot somebody from 60, 40, one way to 40, 60, mm-hmm. 98 right. to two is a much harder one. So it's not as we don't get as fired up about it because me like getting fired up with you about this is not going to change your mind. Maybe you get to 97.3 or maybe you go to 99.1, but it's not, you know what I mean? It's not going to, it doesn't move the needle as much. Whereas when we're closer, uh-huh. when we're like Democrats, Republicans or libertarians, you know, socialists or whatever, then yeah, it's, that's, it's that's a good way to put a, it. It's like wh- why the politicians focus on those uh, purple states. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like the swing, the swing voters, the purple yeah. state. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> the the ones that can the go blue, red or yeah. blue, right? Isn't... I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. We're a swing state. <laughs> oh, why you wouldn't focus too much on California because you know it's going to go blue either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Where do where do you? Well, if I'm ninety eight two, and David or David Bryce is two ninety eight. Where do you think you are? That doesn't even make sense. I think he gets uh, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already confused. I know. <laughs> if I believe there's a 2% chance that evangelical Christianity is, is accurate <clears throat> and Marshall believes that 98% chance that it's accurate, what is your percentage? Oh, maybe, I don't know. 1585 or something or, or can I 85 can, in favor of it or 15% uh, in favor of it yeah no shoot I don't know um I need to think about it more like Marshall said let me ask a more pointed <laughs> question too like don't say evangelical because even that now I go back down to like 60 40 or whatever <laughs> let's say the heaven hell question do you think that a heaven and hell exists where do you fall on that spectrum? Is that like a 50-50? Is that like a 70% you think it exists? Yeah. I mean, it's so let's, let's say 50-50. Okay. Okay. And uh, don't try to swing me. So <laughs> <laughs> Just got to move the needle a little bit. <laughs> I, I could just say one in 99 so that nobody would ever like talk to me about it again. <laughs> but. <laughs> don't try to don't try to sway the needle. That's great. <laughs> don't push <All> right. your luck. <laughs> well, that was it's fun. 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 I enjoyed that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Okay, so my left turn <laughs> or right turn. <laughs> Let's talk about online right business. <laughs> it's like a one eighty. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, really, I I wanted to talk about email, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I think it came up when we were talking about whatever, like email, trickle stream, whatever. Yeah. Controversial topic. Yeah, controversial. Exactly. How old are you? Email. (laughs) Like, and that's a good point like that. So as I was going through my phone two weeks ago, 
really it was three weeks ago and then we had the inter- i was gonna say interview the what, what we, do we call these interviews what are these conversations talks, talks. cucumber talks <laughs> that's the right. name of the podcast right cucumber <laughs> interviews or is it cucumber talks forgot no uh so i deleted a bunch of stuff off my phone you know kind of pared it down whatever and so i'm getting in here and i still have email on my phone and let's separate this out and say personal email versus like business email um at work i like it's part of my daily workflow we communicate through email instead of we don't have any kind of like slack or anything like that um apps or whatever so most of it's through email we have some technicians who have some apps whatsapp so anyway but personally i have email on my phone and my inbox is like crazy because a long time ago i gave up on like inbox zero for everything like notifications twitter it started out on twitter and i was like somebody told me about the river they're like dip your toe in and get out you don't have to like try to back up and dam up the whole river and see everything that comes through like just dip dip in and out so email for me is like that and has been like that for a while um i will say periodically i'll go through and like do the email bankruptcy delete everything and be like okay let's do inbox zero and that lasts for like two weeks and i'm like no this isn't my life this isn't not this isn't what i want so my question for you guys is how do you use email like do you do you use it at all like why do we have email like i started making a list i'm like why do i have this on my phone do i even need this on my phone my list was like of stuff that I use email for. And what I found was none of it was for communicating with people I care about. So then I'm like on the border of deleting it. And I'm like, huh. So anyway, just want to have a conversation about that and see like, do you guys use email for anything? Do you like subscribe to stuff through it? Is it just a way to log into your accounts? And this doesn't have to be a huge long conversation, but it's just kind of a practical thing that I was going through over the last, really last couple of days. Yeah, I use email all the time. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I didn't have time to think about this. I'm just trying to see, uh, identify where the the big buckets would be. Um, I'd say I'd I'd say most of it's for logging into things. That was the, my number the, one. The thing. websites <laughs> that I need to use. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, same. Then also to communicate with people that I need to communicate with for work okay. related stuff. Like example, we are, I mentioned that we just hired a, a new CPA. A lot of that interaction took place through email, you know, setting up the meetings and um, the ironing out all of the, the contract stuff. Mm-hmm those types of interactions and I still use it for personal stuff. What I think that what I need to say can't fit inside of a text message and I want to write it instead of say it. How often is that? Like if you were to put rough, like a couple times a month, week, day. Yeah. It's like a couple times a month. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think those that covers the the big ones. I don't do too much to online anything. shopping and stuff like that. But if I if I do, I I need my email for that. 
like as a as an address just to put into the site like hey yeah send a receipt here type thing Mm -hmm. and then get confirmation you know have the receipt like yesterday when we we were flying so we had to use email a couple times just for that that um Mm -hmm. that process you know for the immigration stuff they had you had to fill out a form online and then the form would send you a confirmation and then confirmation goes to your email and then you need to download the form on your your email app and then mm-hmm. present that to the, the lady who's checking you in or you know stuff like that practical stuff mm-hmm. um i did try to go without the app on my phone but I realized the the main thing I need it for is a lot of these sites have the the 2FA, the stuff that I use. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. you get locked out. I would get locked out on my computer for different sites because I have the password protection stuff up, you know, the 2FA mm-hmm. login to protect different accounts. So if I get locked out on my desktop, then I'm kind of like, it's a big hassle to reset passwords and contact customer support because I got locked out. So having the app on your phone, mm-hmm. at least in my situation for the, the, the email provider I use and for 2FA, if I get locked out on my phone, then they'll send the recovery to my email and then I can access the email on my phone because I'm not mm-hmm. locked out on the phone. Does, is that, mm-hmm. does that make sense? So it gives me a, a backup to, you know, a backup device in case the the primary device gets locked out. That's the only so, reason I have it on my phone now, which um, yeah. it sucks because I end up checking my email all the time and it's a waste of time. But I also, yeah, it's also like I need it there <laughs> because I don't want to get locked out because that's a big frustration. So, you know, trade-offs. So two things on that. I, I'm glad that you've deleted it because then you're a step ahead of me on that. I'm like, okay. I have, but right but now. But you went back, right? Yeah. yeah. Cause to me, I, I thought of that also, but can't you always log in? So like let's say you're first of all, were you getting locked out on your phone? So you were on your phone. No, searching. I was getting locked out on my laptop. Okay. So it, couldn't you log into your email on a browser, or is that not how your email is set up? Or would that would that not do the same thing? No, I, I was logging into sites or my email on the web browser. Uh-huh. And I forget what what, what causes it. Um, I think he means this the is phone a... browser, right, Marshall? Oh, Say that again, David. oh. I I, did you, you mean phone browser? Because like it, your computer's locked and mm-hmm. you don't have the email app, so you can go to... Like Brave. you can manually log into the email... Through, a, the, through the browser yeah. on your phone? Gmail. No, I was actually thinking of it the reverse because oh. I don't know that I've been <laughs> locked out and I don't know. I'm you know probably not in the same, obviously not in the same types of things that you're getting into with maybe portals or whatever. Well, whenever I'm locked out of something, I, I think, but I haven't done it yet. So I'm like, I think that it's typically I'm getting locked out on my computer. So what I yeah, do yeah, yeah. is I open up a tab in a different you know, browser, open up my Gmail, the email link will have been sent to my Gmail account. I'll find the link. It says two, four, seven, three, five. Then I go back to the tab where I had the other thing open. It was like two, four, seven, three, five. And then I get in. Mm. 
so my justification was like, I don't need email anymore because I, cause I, I went through that thought experiment. I was like, wait a minute, what if I get locked out? I'm like, I don't think it either texts me, which I would get the text on my phone, or if it emails, I could still pull up email on my phone or I mean on the, on a different computer. browser. Yeah. But it sounds like that's not the case sometimes. And I want to know, like, wait a minute, if that's not the case, am I going to get, is there a place where I'll get locked out and not be able to get back in because I, I only the, have one device? I think I the cause might be because I use LastPass. And sometimes when I restart my computer, LastPass will log out and then I'll need the like mm. master password. Okay. And then when I try to log in to LastPass, it'll like think it's some, it might be because I use VPNs too. Um, and oh yeah, I don't. Okay, I think sometimes that triggers like it looks like you're logging in from Hong 100%. Kong or something, and then yeah. Google will suspect that it's a different person, and um, yeah, you probably get emails for that too. <laughs> they'll, they'll flag you for. I think that that might have a lot to do with it too, the VPN, because um, okay. yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely. It, it'll, it it would get flagged as like being in a location that's not familiar like if you're trying to log into your bank account or something it's like oh mm -hmm. why are you logging in from lithuania <laughs> like it must be it, it looks suspicious somebody stole your information and mm -hmm. then the phone would be the because you know they'll they'll have you confirm on different devices and stuff i don't know there's probably a way around this and i just don't know so uh, anyway <laughs> write everything down on paper <laughs> Yeah, it's just a big hassle, though. Yeah. It's probably kind of technical, but I'm glad you mentioned it because I thought I didn't have to worry about that. And now that you're mentioning, it, I'm like, maybe I should test that a little bit. But what about you, David? Are you. Uh, what is your email look like on the personal? Do you use email for work, first of all? Yeah, so I have a okay. work email. OK, but so I don't need that on that, my phone. Then. I yeah, actually have okay. it on my phone, but I, I just. It's just another thing that pops up. Yeah. Email is almost like, uh, it's like the drop down notifications for me. Almost mm -hmm. all of it is just like shit I've not unsubscribed to. Mm -hmm. And so my main thing is just clicking it as red. <laughs> so that little mm -hmm. dot goes away. And then I'm just, you know, I don't look at it all the time, but like, you know, and for emailing people with my personal email, like zero times every month, honestly, maybe once a year, I, I, I don't know. I, I never use it for emailing, like actual sending an email. Hmm. Um, mostly it's just notifications. Like you can sign up to, you know, USPS or something, and they'll actually send you an email with like a picture of like the mail that you're getting that day or something mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so it's mostly useless stuff i um but again as bryce mentioned i'll have things that send me you know instead of my phone number they will send me a code to my email mm -hmm. so i mean for me i probably just need to unsubscribe to a bunch of garbage and um i probably still have it there regardless just because it makes things easier and um, it would take much longer to go in through a browser than to just swipe down and refresh on my thumb. Mm -hmm. So are you trying to like completely get rid of your app? 
Is that like what your goal is? Yeah, that was where because I'm I'm down to like I don't know, not very many apps on my like home screen. I think it's like 16 or something apps, right? And um I really what it was is in our last episode, Bryce, you were talking about um I just forgot what it's called. Uh I want to say neutron, but that's not right. The email program. Anyway, the email program Proton where Proton. I knew it was some <laughs> neutron. Okay, that's hilarious. Anyway, um, so I was looking into okay, let me see if I can switch this over while I'm getting set up, whatever. Um, and then I just started, you know, kind of go back to the thing of well, before we ask how to optimize something, like do I ask you just like what do I want to do with this? Like, what's the point of this? So I started a list, like, what, what do I do with it? And I realized, like, it's never for communicating with people. It's not never. But what I found is if I write that email, I'm on my computer. I don't, I'm not on my phone. Like, when I do write that email to, to um, a friend or maybe it's just, like, reaching out to somebody about whatever, it's usually on my computer. I'll, I'll write that email. So I don't need it on my phone for that. Um, there, But what I find is it's because I don't have other so- stuff on my phone. I think my calendar, you know, will be updated by my wife. So there's stuff that'll come through on that. There's obviously the messaging stuff, whether it's with you guys on signal or, you know, different stuff to text messages and whatnot, obviously phone calls. Um, but frankly, even the phone calls, like I'm trying to train everybody, like, that's probably a bad way to say it, but like get people, if you call me and I don't answer, text me, like, don't leave me a voicemail. Like but anyway, um, but beyond that, the, the only other thing on my phone that gives, I won't say notifications cause it doesn't give notifications, but the only thing that like updates on its own without me inputting something in there, right. Is my email. So I found that when I'm now on my phone, unless I'm randomly going through YouTube, which I've tried to knock out or just browsing the internet or whatever it's just like looking at email stuff and it's just like random like because i am i'm like subscribed to different things because you sign up for whatever you know and i never unsubscribe so anyway yeah i just started questioning like why don't you just take this thing off and then i don't have any it's like the less stuff that my phone like calls out to me and i don't mean actually notifies me but like in my mind where I'm like, Ooh, it'll be fun to get on my phone. The less my mind has that, like, I feel like the more peaceful and the more mm-hmm. deliberate, maybe deliberate is a better word for it. The more deliberate I am. So like, if I want to go randomly scrolling through whatever social site or something like that, I can always log into these things on my computer, but it's like an extra step. So it's not as, e- it's not as not deliberate. But I'm finding that email now, because the other things are gone, now email has come in. And now I'm like going through my email. I'm like, just turn this thing off too. So anyway, long drawn out version of how I'm in this spot. So the short version of this conversation is it sounds like nobody uses email for anything like useful other than like literal utility of logging into stuff. Most of that stuff for me is computer based. So I'll probably just kill my email off my phone. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Or I think you can hide apps, right? You can like hold it down and then just click to hide it. Yeah, just so it's not that way. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Just try that for a week and see if you like sweat over it or anything. Yeah. (laughs) But it seems like you could just use it on your computer. Sorry, go ahead, Bryce. Right. 
Do you have your work email on your phone? Not anymore. Because <laughs> I think that's probably the killer, right? Yeah. Less so about personal stuff. The personal stuff, that just seems like a distraction. But the right. work email, I can trick my mind into thinking yeah. this is super urgent. This is super important. Like yesterday, I was anticipating an email from the, the new CPA all day. Mm. So I just kept on going into the app, yeah. refreshing. Has it come yet? It's Has exciting. It come yet? <laughs> and yeah. I, I wouldn't consider that a, a good thing, you know. Even though I was just on a, uh, you know, I was on a bus for five hours. So Mm. I was just, you know, kept on refreshing on the phone. Right. I don't know. Maybe I could use that time more constructively, but. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the time waste, but just the stress that it put on you. Yeah, exactly. The urgency, Mm -hmm. the like emotional, Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you don't have the work stuff coming to you. No. So. For years, I did have the on my old on my other phone. I had my work email, but I had it kind of like what you're saying, David. It was hidden, or it wasn't on my main sort of screen where I would see stuff. Um, and so I sort of had a rule because I love rules, I guess, that I would only go to the email, work email, if I got some other reason to go to it. So, for instance, I had it on there because a lot of times there would be something that comes up on a Saturday, and I'm at home. And there's like some on-call situation and somebody's like, oh, a customer's asking about this. They sent an email. And now I'm at home and I can't access the email. I'm like, well, what's going on? I don't know. What do I do? Like go to work? Like I can't log in remotely or I could actually, but that's a whole other thing that I didn't want to get in. So anyway, so I put it on there. But my rule was like, somebody had to call me and be like, Marshall, there's an email. Can you check this out? Or I needed to be like, hey, I need to tell people something. It's a Saturday. Let me go in there and, and do it. But I never was reading it. So I was actually pretty dedicated to that. I didn't ever check my work email outside of work. And even when I was at work, I never checked my work email on my phone. That was the other thing that I like people at work do all the time. They're always checking and emailing from their phone. I'm probably less responsive because of that. I mean, I'm definitely less responsive because of that. But that's just like a boundary that I didn't want to like. It's easier for me. Just like I'm at my desk. I'm doing email in like this chunk of time. Do it. Go away. Um so that hasn't been on my phone since the new phone and the new setup. And then it's just personal email. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need this anymore. Just let it go. What would you do in my situation if you were anticipating an email? I would probably be like you, though. Yeah, like checking it, especially if I didn't know when it was supposed to come in, you know, right. and like highly anticipated thing. Um, hopefully if it wasn't on my phone, phone i think i would check it less though which would be a good thing in my or in your case or my case i think you know if it was on my computer and i like close my computer down and it wasn't like on the screen like realistically you know i don't i've told myself that if i get in a spot where i need something i can always just download the app but that little bit of friction i have not downloaded any apps since deleting i've never gone forward i've always gone or I've, i've always gone I've always removed. I've never actually gotten to the place where I'm like, oh, I do need to check that Twitter thing on my phone. Hold on. Let me download the app real quick and log in and like, forget that. Um, so yeah, in your spot, Bryce, maybe I probably would be better off not having it on my phone, but I would have done almost the same thing. Like go back to our previous conversation of what would I do if I were you or some other person? I'd probably do exactly what you did. 
Have you noticed that a lot of these social media apps are forcing you to use, or social media sites force you to use the app now? Yeah. Like Reddit and Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, you can kind of get around it. Yeah, Twitter. Like, I, I don't have app, the like, I don't have the app, but they definitely make it hard for you to. They intentionally yeah. make it hard for you to use the browser version, and Reddit is almost impossible. And I go on Reddit a lot. Um, so if they they literally force you to download the app, mm. you can't access certain pages on Reddit just through the web browser on your phone, which. I've I've probably deleted and reinstalled Reddit about 10 times mm. because once the app is on your phone, you definitely kill more time and it definitely sucks you in. Mm-hmm. And it's much better when you do what you're talking about when it's just the web browser version and there is friction so you don't use it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they literally make you download the app. So if you mm-hmm. want to access a page and you have to download it. Yeah. What, what about what, having it just on your computer, though? Is yeah, that, that, that's. I'm sure that's better than, you know, I just, on that five-hour bus ride, I want to yeah. the red mm-hmm. and... Yeah, the bus ride or those types of situations mm-hmm. are where, where you would want to. But maybe that's where, maybe that friction is enough to where you're like, okay, I'm going to be on this bus long enough. I'll go ahead and download this. But then mm-hmm. the problem, of course, is exactly like you said, once you downloaded it, after the five-hour trip, especially now in your life where you're traveling around a lot, you're like, well, I'm going to be on another bus ride in 10 days. I'll just keep the app. I won't look at it, but I'll keep it till then. And next thing you know, if you're me, you're scrolling back through whatever Reddit, you know, or whatever. Because <laughs> that's that's how it was with, uh, what was it, last year or something? I started an Instagram account. I had never been on Instagram before because I knew that I would just get sucked into this thing. And like, so I had never been on, but then it became too much of a pain to be on there in the browser version and i realized i didn't want it on my phone so i'm like forget it like turn this off and uh, even a couple weeks ago i went back on there to try to connect with some people and i did and then i just was like i I don't know that this is what i want to do so yeah but instagram's another one that they make it impossible yeah i don't know what is facebook like that now it isn't. You can. I mean, Facebook is terrible anyway. So even, but they, you can get on Facebook in the browser, which is probably why I'm still checking in on Facebook more frequently than any other social site at this point, because, uh, because it is a little more browser friendly. And I, I imagine logging into your email on your phone browser is just the worst. I have not done it yet. I don't know. Like, I, that's a good question. Yeah. Because I have the app, so I haven't. I, that's probably a good next step, just to. But I almost don't want to. That, wanna that try sounds it. so painful. I don't. I don't want to imagine that. Gmail or <laughs> Proton.com or whatever. So okay. Um, another thing that we don't have to go too far down this rabbit hole, but uh, at the beginning of the year, I started a like an email newsletter because I was like, well, okay, I want to be a writer. Let me write. And I'm rethinking all that too. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to the end of the year because that was my goal is like do it once a month for a year, see how we feel. But I'm kind of rethinking all that too. I'm like, well, I don't think I want to contribute to that noise. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Like some in some ways it's convenient if like people don't want it unsubscribe. But everybody I talk to is like us where we don't unsubscribe from stuff. We just stop paying attention. And I don't want to be that. 
So that might go away at the end of the year too. We'll see. When it's something like that, I'm a believer in experimenting and figure out what gets you the best results. Yeah, it's it's kind of a an interesting one because I wouldn't say it's I, I, I would put it more in like a business category because it's personal, but it's also it's like I don't know. I it's like I the know. you know, I'd rather be the influencer who dominates TikTok and ignores all the other ones than the one that is spread across all of them. Mm-hmm. And have a mediocre following on all of them Mm -hmm. or at least try them all out and figure out which one works best for you and Mm -hmm. then double down on that one. Yeah. Yeah, Like if, if email marketing is getting you good results, then stick with it. But if, Mm -hmm. if Instagram gets all your leads, then kind of push the email marketing backwards Mm -hmm. and, Focus on the the one that works. My two cents. Cool. No, that's sounds like you've got a pretty optimized phone now. I can tell it's working because you're impossible to get a hold of on Signal now. (laughs) I I mean, there's trade offs, right? Like at some point, I'm like, oh yeah, but I'm not like keeping up with stuff as much. So yeah, it's, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's what have still... you what have you noticed has replaced it? Um, I don't know. I haven't noticed what's replaced it yet. Probably, uh, there's probably a bunch of small in between spaces. You know, between I won't even say between tasks, but yeah, it could be between tasks, between things where I don't you know maybe it's just like listening to stuff maybe you know and so instead of getting on my phone and reading or browsing some social site it's like oh cool well i've got these three things i wanted to listen to let me go listen to these i'll plug them in and but even that i don't feel like i've been listening to that much stuff recently like more than in general so i'm not sure what's going like what's being replaced with yet which is probably not a good thing it's probably figure out what's you know what is happening with the time for a week of time tracking the time tracking yeah exactly but what's what's interesting is i don't think that well there's a part of my life that could be tracked on the phone like there were probably you know two hours at the end of the day where i'm playing chess or two hours at the end of the day where i'm scrolling through youtube videos and all the kids are asleep and just me and i'm like you know so that part definitely could be tracked but i think a lot of the stuff that i'm talking about like optimizing like as you said a lot of that stuff wouldn't make it onto the time tracker unless I was tracking, like my phone was tracking the actual time, which it, I guess can, but um, because it's so in between, like it's, it's three minutes or it's, you know, so like email, for instance, I'm not sitting there like scrolling through thousands of email. I'm like opening it up. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get an email. Okay. Whatever. And I set it back down. It's like a, you know, a micro 15 second little thing. So that wouldn't make the time tracker. And because it's gone, I don't know what goes there now, but I feel more deliberate with things a, a little bit, e- even if I'm not, even if I just feel like I did something with my phone that's deliberate. And now it makes me feel like I'm a deliberate person because I deliberately set up my phone. I don't know. 
And what David said about not having it probably feel less anxious. Yeah, I honestly might try that out. (laughs) here's Here's an interesting one, though, that I'll mention because in the spirit of open talks, right? When you guys say that, oh, but you're not on on signal, like that hurts me because I want to be. So it's, I, the reason I bring it up is because it's an interesting one, because on one side, I actually do like talking with you guys and I do like interacting. And that actually does bring a, a giant amount of. I want to say utility, such a like technical word, but you know, like goodness in my life. It's a good thing. Like I remember when we started doing it, I was like, this is great. Why don't I do this all the time with everybody I know? But on the other hand, there's a part of me that has like the, you know, Bryce and nice guy stuff in the back of my mind. Like, don't worry about David and Bryce, what they think about you not answering their responses. Just do what you want to do. You know, so it's kind of an interesting one. There's like an interesting tension for me on that, where I genuinely do miss interacting more there. But at the same time, I don't want that to be because I feel guilty. I want it to be because, like, I actually want to interact. So, yeah, it's kind of a kind of an interesting feeling that I I felt when you guys mentioned it earlier uh, today, and then now when we're kind of talking about it, it's like let me let me point that out or let me whatever call it out. Let's say for myself because it's it's helpful for me. I think when I do that. Yeah, and like you've said, it's good to remove things and. See if you miss them or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, this is David. We hope you enjoyed this week's discussion. Our goal is to inspire people to have more honest and vulnerable conversations. You can help us do that by not only sharing the show, but also having meaningful conversations of your own. Thank you for listening. And be sure to subscribe to catch our next talk.